Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back, I'll be in the studio with my friend Beth Knaus of That's a Spade Copywriting Services. Beth, how are you doing? Hey, Jen. I'm great. Thanks for having me today. I'm so happy you're here. It took us a while, but we finally got you on the show. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll have a nice conversation. So I've known Beth a long time, and I'm so honored to have her here today. I We usually start by just having you share a little bit about your heart-centered work, your why. Okay, great. So... I'm a copywriter and a brand messaging consultant, and the reason that I love doing this work is that I work with women who are confident. They get to the point where they know they have a unique voice, they know what they have to offer, but they don't know how to communicate it, and so they hesitate or they say what everybody else says instead of really honoring their individuality, and therefore they can't stand out. So... I spend time with them to figure out who they are, who they want to serve, and write content that really helps them stand out. Yeah, how to articulate that. I think that's so true, just being one of those people. Um, we have this tendency to like compare ourselves and, and look at everyone else instead of really just looking internal to be authentic and to come across as ourselves. I mean, I think this is a, in general, an issue with social Mm -hmm. media. Sure. We get kind of bombarded with what are they doing? What are they doing? And honestly, it it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I mean, it really, if you're not coming across as yourself, it's going to come through in your marketing and in your messaging for sure. Absolutely. And it's, and it's so limiting. Yeah. You know, you can't reach the right people. And, you know, one of the things I've been telling people is that when you have the best client, you do your best work. It's the most fulfilling. Your client is happy, happiest. You get excellent referrals and right. testimonials, and you build business, and you can make money because everything about it is quality. Right, right. And the minute you don't feel aligned with your words or what you're saying, it's just it's not going to be credible. Nobody's going to believe it. Right. right. And you and I have both seen this. We see women yeah. get up and they stumble over their words when they introduce themselves or they need five minutes to do it or they because they don't have the clarity and then they're not comfortable talking about it. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think this is a really important um, area of focus. I mean, I know we in the center have hundreds of women who are trying to, you know, come up with their messaging, come up with their marketing, practice their elevator pitches, create their brands every day. And um, it's just so important to have somebody like you who can serve them in this way. So so I'm excited to learn more about that. How did you, I happen to know a little bit more about you than some of our listeners and that you, you know, you had a journey to travel like most of us, but when did you discover your soul passion and what was that transition like for you to okay. kind of get to where you are today? So I have always been a writer, and I've always loved writing. I wrote creatively for a very long time, um, and I started my journey in the beauty industry, which people don't always see the connection, but for me, like, so much of it was about sales, right? right? And speaking to people in a way that helped them feel good about how they looked. Um, And, of course, look good, you feel good. So there's a lot of, you know, persuasive language that goes into that. And then... 
I was writing personally. I was in writing groups and things like that. I love advertising work and watching ads and what works and what doesn't. And I've always had this kind of inkling that I would eventually write, you know, for money. And I spent some time as an art educator. And there I really was inspired by how artists communicate and express themselves through color, line and shape and how people see it. You know, so much of it all of this is about how people see it. It's not right. always about how you say it, and there has to be a balance. So um, I started to do some writing part-time, actually, when I first came here uh, to the center and um, kind of kicked it off for me. And then I, I had another part-time job, my art job, and I lost that with COVID. And I just jumped in and just started to serve women, and I haven't stopped working since then. It's been so fun to watch that journey. I remember when I first met you in a coffee shop here in town and to tell you my my big ideas, my big crazy ideas for um, you know creating this women's collaborative and eventually the center. And just to, it's like, one of the most beautiful things about our community is watching women evolve, you know, and follow their dreams. Like you had this dream and I've been able to witness that and to you bringing it to fruition. And it's it's like really a beautiful part of um, the community that we've created. And I think just what makes it so different than so many others is everyone really is like your cheerleader, right? Everyone wants to see you following your heart, you know, following your passions and, and creating a thriving business. And that's exactly what you've done. And so I applaud you. And I'm, I'm really excited to, to see you here in this place. Thanks. Who would you say is your ideal client? So my ideal client is, like I said, a confident female entrepreneur working for themselves. And they know they have something to say, and not only do they need help saying it, they're navigating this fine line of honoring who they are, which might be a little unusual, a little out of the box, maybe a little edgy, and still being able to honor their professionalism. Right. So, And that's tricky. It is tricky because, you know, we worry on the professional side what people think about what we say, and I think that's where a lot of women get stuck. Because they're like, oh, I, I need to do this to be professional. I need to wear this and say that and do right. this. And all the shoulds, of, all the shoulds, yep. all the shoulds. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, um, you know, just thinking about my own, um, you know, journey of branding and marketing and trying to come up with, with my voice, my authentic voice, it's challenging because I think. Like you said, it's not only how you say it, it's, but it's how it's being received and perceived by other people. And I think that that is the kind of magical ingredient is, in this is having somebody like yourself to really be that um, that partner, that collaborator to help, you know, explain to the person, this is how I'm hearing this. Is this how you intend it? I think that, that that's a, a really important dialogue to be having and to have somebody to work with I think is is going to make all the difference yeah so instead of, of us solopreneurs who are we're used to doing everything ourselves but it's not always the best investment of our time if that's not where our skill sets lie exactly right exactly yeah. can you tell our listeners about something that you are most proud of in your life what accomplishment comes to mind when I ask you that question so I know a lot of people give this answer, a lot of women do, but it's definitely having three successful kids. Like being able to raise humans that can navigate 
the world and have motivation and confidence and still be kind and considerate and, you know, be able to make their way in the world is just, it's a tough thing. And, you know, for me, I didn't have any parental role models. And so all the time that my kids were little, I felt like, I hope I'm doing the right thing. I hope I'm doing the right thing. And it's just really great when you get to the point where you're like, oh, I think they look okay. <laughs> they yeah. seem to be decent people. And this is what I wanted. And they're happy and, you know, balanced. And It's huge, right? I think, what did they say? That parenting is like the hardest thing you'll ever do, but also the most fulfilling and best thing you'll ever do. It's like nothing else. It's like no other job. And and um, it is. It's really it's beautiful to be in that place. And yeah. I, I happen to know two of your three kids, and they are very impressive people. And um, I, I think that is definitely something for you to be proud of. Um, let's lead into sort of your ch- challenges that you faced in your life um, and what those challenges have taught you, because I think it's probably a related um, topic here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we could have our own episode on this alone. But, right. <laughs> you know, growing up in a family where um, my mom was a drinker and we were never really quite close. And later on in my life, I actually chose to disconnect from her Um, because I just didn't want to expose my family to that behavior and what I grew up with. I think in those years, and I look back, and I know that that's where I became an observer, and I could pick up on details, right? Emotions, how people were reacting, at what point was somebody crossing the line from having a good time to Mm. being angry, um, and all of that sort of stuff. And then my dad raised me, and... I, you know, didn't have my mom there, but he taught me, I think, things that you don't always learn if it's you and your mom. And, you know, he taught me how to be direct and to do that with kindness, how to be honest and, you know, to worry about yourself as well as worrying about the other person and just really how to make choices and to get through the things that life throws at you. Right. Absolutely. I know you've spoken about him, uh, um, you know, over the years, and he, he. I didn't get an opportunity to meet him, but he sounds like he was a really wonderful human being. And I know, you know, we. I write about this in my book. The things that happen to us do not define us. It's sort of the, you know, our experiences that shape us and how we show up in the world. And and those challenges are actually incredible opportunities for learning, you know, to do things differently. So I, I think, you know. Well, we'll talk in a little bit about this this project that we're working on together, but this concept of being able to tell your story and do it with, um, you know, honesty and grace and, and kind of set aside those fears that we all have innately of, you know, not of wanting to hide behind the things that were hard because they're not um, – you know, maybe we fear that we won't belong if we share them. But I think there's something to be said about learning from our experiences and then sharing them with one another. That's kind of where the healing all starts to unfold. And we can talk about um, our book in just a moment. But I want to hear a little bit more about you. So what do you um, what's your favorite trait about yourself? This is something that's hard for women to answer. But I love to ask the question. What do you love most about Beth? Yeah, this is um, this was a tricky question. But I'm a big smiler, and I I don't just smile for the sake of smiling. I'm just, I feel like I'm a positive person, and it's just such a nice way to greet somebody when you look at them. And then I have 
uh, a pretty good sense of humor. I'd say you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you can walk into a room of strangers or a tense situation or something that's high stakes and a smile or an appropriate, you know, joke or laughter really lightens the mood and you can end up having new friends. You walk in Absolutely. to strangers and then you have friends. So. Yeah. And just the, to, uh, you're, you have a really amazing ability to just connect with people on a very um, genuine level. And I think that's not easy for everybody. And so I would I would agree that that's definitely something that you do so well. Um, how do you? We you know we talk a lot of in the, our community about wellness and self care, and again, it's easier said than done. But how do you practice self care to keep yourself healthy and balanced? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I do the things that some people think of first, like I go for facials and massages and, you know, Reiki and all that sort of stuff. But I think what really helps me is meditation. I meditate every morning. Maybe I skip a morning here or there, but I feel the difference. Oh, totally, right? Yes. And exercise, you know, just movement in some way. It doesn't have to be hardcore, but just to get my body moving. And um, and rest. I'm, you know, I would like to just go all day. I sleep because I have to. I'm not a late sleeper. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, sometimes your body needs it. It's so interesting. Um, that's something I'm working on myself is allowing myself, you know, listening to my body when I do need rest and allowing my spouse, my, excuse me, allowing myself the space to take that rest. Mm. Because it's not, again, it's not something that you know, we are necessarily taught the importance of right. um, in our generation. So good for you. I know uh, probably the answer to this question, but who was your role model growing up and how did that person or persons impact you? Um, so, of course, it's definitely, you know, my dad. I just he was such an affectionate person, but also somebody who was good with boundaries. I mean, he was just an excellent communicator. Um, in fact, I named my business after something they used to say all the time. He always said, um, you know, let's call a spade a spade. There was never beating around the bush. and But there was always this compassion around it as well, around discussing difficult topics. And that's what I really hope to share with other women when I'm working with them. Wow. I had no idea. See, I, there's something new I learned about you today. Okay. I didn't know you named your business after that phrase. That's so cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. This is probably the first time we're talking about this project on this show, but we are, as a community, our SheBreeze Balance Women's Collaborative, we are creating an anthology of stories, a collection of stories of up to, I think we have 22 women who have agreed to share their stories. Uh, this is something I'm calling my Shequel because some of you know that I wrote my own book and put it out there last spring. And it was very much about my sort of shedding, you know, shedding the limiting beliefs and the fears around not belonging and and using those stories to change the conversation that we're having about ourselves, our lives, and our journey of healing, which is an ongoing, you know, experience that we have throughout our lives. And in writing that book, I think it just I wasn't even sure why I was writing it in the beginning, but now I clearly understand it was it was part of my own healing, but also because I felt a responsibility to help others kind of shed their fears, stand up and share their stories because it can be so empowering to do that. And it also allows us to see that we are so much more alike than we are different. 
that we all have experiences. We all have trauma of some kind, painful life events, and we can either let it cripple us or we can un un unfold it and, you know, and heal ourselves from it. So I came to you with this concept and said, hey, Beth, what if what we do next is we get other people to tell their stories and we put it together in this beautiful book that we are co-creating as a community? And you said... I said, of course, because you're going to need somebody to edit all those stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because it's really different having one writer's tone and, and sort of, you know, way of writing style and then now taking 22 women but um i knew you would be up for the challenge and i'm so excited because we have had 22 women stand up including yourself to say yeah i'm ready to share and i think it took some people longer than others because it's not easy to be vulnerable yeah it's not i it was interesting getting the responses. I mean, there were women who were like, oh, yes, I've already started to write something like that. I would love to put it in there. And then there were people who were like, oh, do I have a story to tell? It's right? like, of course you do. And then there were, you know, there were definitely people who were like, I'm not ready or I don't want to share this or, right. you know, people that we kind of coaxed and said, listen, you have a phenomenal story. You know, why wouldn't you share it? But I'm amazed, actually, after going through some of the stories, the variety of topics. And what I love about it is, you know, everybody's trauma is relative to that person. Of course. And to their environment and everything else around them. And I just, you know, that would be my goal in the book, you know, similar to what you said. But, you know, to find somebody relatable that you can say, oh, my gosh, I felt like that, too. Or right. I went through that. I didn't think anybody else experienced that. Or... You know, just to get some hope and some inspiration and confidence in being able to share your story. It's so that's been the most surprising thing about my book is um, perfect strangers coming, you know, reaching out and saying, thank you. That resonated with me. I thought I was the only one. I've never talked about it. Right. Just sort of that, like moving the energy from hiding behind shame because it's mostly shame related to being feeling empowered enough to say, wow, you know what? This happened to me. It doesn't define who I am as a person. And in fact, look what I've been able to do to move through it. So yeah, I think it's been really fascinating to sort of, you know, we, we held the space, right? Until mm -hmm. people, we had people come forward and in that way. And we also respect the fact that it may not be time for everyone to right. do that because we're Absolutely. all on this continual journey, you know. But um, I'm really excited about it. So right now we're we're collecting the stories. You're editing the first drafts. And then we'll go back with some recommended edits. Our goal mm -hmm. is to get the book off to the publisher. Um, we'll probably be self-publishing. I shouldn't say publisher. But to get this off to publishing so that we can release it sometime in the early fall. Yeah. Um, which will be really fun because that will be around the same time as our seven-year anniversary of, of the Shebreeze Women's Collaborative, which is kind of fun. And um, I'm just really looking forward to, you know, sharing in this way with, with so many incredible women. And then, of course, we'll probably schedule some fun events around the the book and have people do some readings and, and bring people in to share to share and learn and, and evolve together. Yeah, I think it's going to be really great. And there's it's going to be cumulative, right? Right. The... the the ways that it brings people in, whether it's at a reading or whether they buy the book or they know someone who's in the book, I think that we're going to be able to reach a lot of people. 
Absolutely. And kind of going back to what you do, um, one of the things we talked about with this circle of women is, you know, we're there's a lot of benefit for them, too, to be mm-hmm. able to write their story, but also be a part of a compilation like this as a published author, you know, that that can help them with their individual um, work that they do with their businesses. It's a nice way to get exposure, you know, without having to do the big thing um, and to be able to share in, I guess, the again, the energy around what we're trying to do together is is. I'm really, I think it's going to be kind of magical. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be, it's a great validator. And I don't think people see it, but, you know, as far as marketing, like it shows that they're confident and they're brave and that they know themselves, right? Right. And I think that that's really important before people choose to pay them and work with them or, you know, to get involved with them in any way. It doesn't have to be in a paid way that they know about them as a human, right? At the end of the day, it's like, I'm a human and I've had experiences Mm -hmm. and... And that's what the best, where the best relationships start. It's you know, or business or personal, right? It's being able to be real with one another and to show yourself in a way that allows for connection, yeah, and conscious, you know, sort of conscious com- connection and communication. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the things that I really like about the the community is, you know, you were saying earlier talking about how we help each other, but. Unless you've been there before, you don't realize you can walk in and there can be different people there every day. And every time you could walk in and pick a person and go over and pour your heart out to them, you know, and talk about whatever you need to talk about. And I think that's just really magical. We all know each other. We all know we're a part of the community and that it's safe there um, to confide in each other and support each other. A safe, supportive space, as as was the intention. And I think it's it's nice that we, even though, though we grow and shift and people come and people go, there's always new people coming in and it's it just makes it um i don't know invigorating to just be constantly surrounded by women who just want to you know be better and help each other help one another be better yeah right it's really kind of yeah. a cool a cool experience but tell us a little bit about your other podcasts that you do Oh, yeah. I love uh, the podcast I do with Nancy Medoff. It's called Unmute Yourself, the podcast. And it goes right along with these uh, these types of things like the editing of the book and getting people to tell their story. Nancy wrote a book. I edited the book. And I don't talk often about editing books because I'm very selective about where I spend my time editing. But the name of the book was Unmute Yourself, um, Speak Up to Stand Out. And so she came to me and said, let's you know, start a podcast. And I think we have over 60 episodes now. We just keep coming up with topics. And it's all about things, you know, any, we've covered so many things already, but, you know, things that we come up against most mainly as women and you know how do you address those challenges and what do you do and how do you move forward you know how do you get ahead in your career how do you balance your family and and work life you know how do you be be authentic you know and get your confidence there's just so many wonderful topics it's a great book and it's a great podcast what was your favorite episode do you do you have one oh wow gosh that's a that's a toughie um you know one of the ones we had uh that we 
that did really well, actually, that had a lot of listeners, was about the happiness curve. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm on the on the <laughs> upswing of the happiness curve, and I feel like you can see people sitting at the bottom of the happiness curve, and they don't know that the upswing is coming. You just want to say, just hold on, another four or five years, you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so that was a great one. Oh, that's so fun. Well, I highly encourage our listeners to check that out, the um, Unmute Yourself podcast. And I'm sure it's on all of the distribution channels. Yeah, yeah all yeah. the places. It's really fun. And those guys have a great um, chemistry together. It's They're fun to listen to. So highly recommend. So, Beth, if you had um, an opportunity to go back in time to your 12-year-old self, I love this. Soon we will have a time machine to do this, and give her advice. What would you say to 12-year-old Beth? So you mentioned earlier shame, and I don't. I don't know that I felt shame for other people's behavior, but I definitely felt responsible for fixing it if it was going to cause like a scene. And I think that's, you know, that's so important because, I mean, I even felt it in in my first marriage. You feel responsible when somebody is doing something that you find inappropriate and that makes you uncomfortable or scares you or any of those things. And just to know that if they do it and you're with them, you're not a part of it. You're right. a separate individual. And again, you know, the power of standing in who you are, not compared to anyone else, is just such a big piece of that. It's, you know? it's so important. And I think that's probably really common for, for young children who are in those kinds of settings is, you know, you and, and then you go through life with that limiting belief that you're responsible for everybody else's crap and, and you're not. Right. Right. So um, that's an important lesson for sure. Um, do you have any advice for our listeners, women who are in some level of transition, which, of course, we always are, um, in terms of getting themselves unstuck and moving forward toward, um, you know, achieving their their dreams and yeah. desires? So one of the things that, of course, my father taught me was learning to separate facts and feelings in a situation, right? Where he would say, okay, you can feel this emotion, you can go cry if you want, but when you're done with those emotions, you still have to address whatever's happening. And I think it's really great if when we're going through some sort of thought process, we can say, I feel this way, but these are the facts and I have to make a choice. And when you can separate the facts, the things you're choosing between become clearer, and then you can move forward, like move forward. Like right. I just say to myself, is this where I want to stay all the time? Is this where, am I done? And the answer is <laughs> never always yes. no. <laughs> it's never, it's right? never yes. right. So, you know, you have to believe in your ability to make choice based on the yeah. facts that you can you I think that's see. great advice. Um, he was a very, very insightful oh, man. yeah. And um, everything's a choice. Right. Yeah. Have, I mean, every moment of every day we're making choices. And I think remembering that you have the power to do so yeah. is what's so critical. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know that you have probably several of these, but talk to us about your female tribe and what purpose that they that it or they serve for you. Yeah. So I love friends that you can have a lot of fun with and laugh about and you don't have to worry about am I crossing a line am I you know do I don't want to always worry about am I hurting someone's feelings not that I say things that hurt someone's feelings <laughs> but you know I just want to be able to relax and be myself and I want them to feel that way with me right. and 
you know, I have two particular friends I'm with often, and we each have a different personality. We each bring something like I'm the person who shoots from the hip and yeah. says the direct things. <laughs> you know, the other one is more like a nurturer. And then, you know, the other one is, is you know, the polite one. And it's, you know, we all kind of feed in and, and help each other. And it's so great, isn't it? Yeah. It goes back to that safe space, feeling, uh, you know, being in a safe space where you can just be. Right? Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, what do you wish there were more or less of in the world? Oh, gosh. You know, I gave you an answer earlier and then I thought I wish there was more gratitude in the world. Wow, and I think that's a good one. I think gratitude requires being in the moment. Right. And being present and intentional and having purpose. And unfortunately, that's really difficult sometimes so when you have much. to find gratitude, right? And so when there's less gratitude, there's more resentment. And I'd like to see less resentment and less anger. Right. Um, because anger is fear. It's right? all it's lower vibrate lower vibrating frequencies that we they don't help they don't serve us. Yeah. 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 I love that, you know, this this concept of staying in the present and being grateful for what you have and not what you don't have or what you lack is so simple, yet we struggle with it. We spend so much of our time thinking about what's coming or what happened in the past. And if we could just, like, bring ourselves back to this moment in this mm -hmm. time and, okay, what's important right now? Right. Yeah. That's, right. A, that's a good reminder for all of us. How can people get in touch with you to collaborate with you? Oh, wow. So I have a website, of course. It's thatsaspade.com. And I am on LinkedIn as Beth Knaus and on Facebook and Instagram as That's a Spade. And my email is bethkanaus at thatsaspade.com. Wonderful. Well, Beth, it has been such a pleasure to sit with you today. And, and I even learned some things, which is so fun. <laughs> um, and I'm sure our listeners really enjoyed our discussions. So please do reach out to Beth for any of your copywriting needs. She's fantastic. I highly recommend her. And I hope you all have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.